Welcome to Akasha Talks, a podcast on consciousness, healing, and different ways to interact and weave those together, both old and new, to be able to get the most out of your life. I'm your host, Lance Baker, coming to you from Newcastle, Australia. Hope you kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi. Welcome to the first episode of Akasha Talks with Lance Baker. Obviously, that's me. Thanks for joining us. This first episode is just a solo show of me talking to you, filling you in on a little bit about what this podcast is going to be about, who I am, how I got to this point, what I hope to achieve with this show, and what I hope you're going to get out of it, and a little bit about the first 10 episodes because this is the 10th one I've recorded. But it's going to be the first one you hear. So Akasha Talks is all about consciousness and energy. The name itself, Akasha, is one of the earliest names I could find that describes that universal life force energy. Most people know it as chi, prana. In Reiki, I use it, and it's called ki. But I like the sound of Akasha. Older. It's fresher. It's not... It's not stuck in everybody's mind of having some protocol and process with it. The main way people might have heard of Akasha is the Akashic records. But that's just about the information that that energy stores. This is about way more than that in this show. This is about everything that that energy of life is trying to talk to us about. Everything, the ways we can interact with that and how to get the most out of our lives. How you can get the most out of your life at home. And if you're a therapist, of how to get the most out of your clients' lives for them into their future. So with this, I'm going to be talking to the, the best minds I know of who've had a skilled history with working with people therapeutically using different things like energy healing, like Reiki, things like that. Also hypnotherapists, psychologists, meditators, all different kinds of healing arts, of different ways that we can work with that magic of the universe to create a better life here now, to get the most out of what amazing opportunity we have here on this world today. So if it's about consciousness, if it's about healing, I'm interested in finding a way to deliver that to you. So who am I? I... Where do I start? I'm going to start right back with how I got to, to where I am today. I had a boring life. I was managing, actually, no, back then I was just, well, I was selling TVs and things like that in a local little electronics store called Retrovision. And I had these migraines for as long as I could remember them, on and off, probably about once a month. I'd be interested to know if they linked up to moon cycles nowadays. But I have no idea. I just know roughly about once a month, I had these migraines. I'd take some aspirin. They'd be a little bit lighter or they'd go away. Then one day, my left ear just feels like it needs to pop. Doesn't. And it doesn't, and it doesn't. I have a bit of equilibrium imbalance and find it hard to walk down a hallway and get a bit of vertigo. <clears throat> I decided to get it checked out. So I go see an ear, nose, and throat doctor. Ears fine, mate. Go away. I go see another one after weeks of going crazy with this sound like I need to, to pop my ear. Next guy says the same thing. Lance... There's nothing wrong with you. 
Like, but there, there is. I, I can hear this thing all the time. I can't hear properly. It's just doing my head in. So they send me to get a sound test. So I've got these headphones on. There's a little sound in this here. There's a little sound in this here. Left, right, left, right, left, right. And I just got to press a button every time there's a sound. Beep, 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 beep. I heard all the sounds, mate. But I know the ones in this here didn't sound as clear as the ones in this here. But I still heard everything. So they said I had 20-20 hearing. Nothing wrong with your ear. Okay, fine. So I'll go see another guy. Uh, this one. He, uh, he decides to check out what's actually happening in my head. So he orders an MRI scan. So they put me in the machine. Zap, just one more. Zap, just one more. Just, they say just one more about 10 times before they're finished. But they get all their scans. I go back to the doctor. He puts these scans up on the wall. Uh, I'll link a YouTube video in the end of this so you can actually look at these yourself and see what was inside my head. And there's this, there's this big bright blue blob. It's the size of my fist. It's eight by eight by six and a half centimeters on the report. There's right here on my left temporal lobe, squishing all the rest of my brain out. My, uh, my midline of my brain it was, it was over the side. And so he's an ear, nose, and throat doctor. He taps on that bright, big blue spot. It says, look, Lance, I, I'm an ear, nose, and throat guy. I deal with those things. But I am a doctor. Tap, tap. I know that's not meant to be there. You should go see a doctor again and get a referral to a neurosurgeon who's going to understand what that means. So away I go. And do that. Uh, I speak to one doctor. He tells me to leave alone. Go on for your life. Uh, now this sound had been bugging me before... Close to six months at this stage, maybe nine. Um, it was doing my head in. I was, I was, I was really stressed and on edge. And now I knew what all these migraines were that it had been having. <clears throat> I read a bunch of scary things about this thing, this arachnoid cyst. It was in my head. Uh, and I think I, I don't, I don't want to do nothing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get another opinion. Uh, so I go away. My doctor, he, he knows this fantastic neurosurgeon that he, uh, he went to school with or met somewhere. I forget where. Dr. Charlie Tia. I look him up. He's got a very, very, very good record. Uh, top guy. So I go along. I meet Charlie. Tells me it's easy work. Can fix all that. Simple, done. So I book in. And I booked in for August 5th. Now, you're hearing this show today. If you're one of the original viewers, it's launched on August 4th, which is my birthday. But the main reason I'm doing that is so that I can launch a real guest tomorrow on August 5th to really change the framework of this day. Because... This day, August 5th, has stayed in my mind ever since. So I had this operation with Charlie. Uh, and it all went according to plan. Apparently, it, it all worked. Uh, and I remember I remember that night before, August 4th, sitting in this little dingy room before I had my operation. Scared shitless. Because uh, I knew there was, there was a chance I wasn't going to wake up. There was a chance I was going to wake up blind or have double vision uh it's scary getting a hole drilled in your head and, and having an operation but august 5th after that operation i woke up but i had a migraine now i tried lots of different things over the years uh lots with charlie lots with a bunch of other doctors lots with a bunch of other different kind of therapists that migraine never went away. Not for one second. 
not for well over nine and a half years, 24-7, this pounding, pounding migraine. There's a pain scale. Zero is nothing. Ten is excruciating. The best I ever felt was a three. Most of the time I'll sit on a five or a six. And mind you, this is 24-7 for close to a decade. The tens, I got up to. Uh, I got up to quite regularly in the nines and tens. And the tens, what I what I thought was a ten at the start, it was not a ten. I came up with... I, I would have cracked the, the new definition of a ten at least a dozen times. Um... This was not a fun period of my life. This was far from a fun period of my life. But anyway, I digress. I'm in pain. I try everything. At one point, I just I give up on trying. Uh, I give up on taking the drugs. Uh, and I'm just like, fuck it, this is my life. I'm going to be in pain forever, so just get on with it. Stop taking the drugs to, to dull the pain because they barely do anything. They drop me down one or two on the pain scale. They're going to kill my liver, and then I'm going to have these other problems with my liver. So let's just get rid of it. And so if, if things got to an eight, I'd take something. Otherwise, no, nah, just deal with it. And I did. Uh, and quite honestly, most people in my life had no idea. I uh, I put on a really, really good mask and I get out there and do it. Do my job, worked full time the whole time. I had sick days up my sleeve quite often. I would only take a sick day if I was in the nine or tens. But I do my job. I'd come home, I'd just lay on the floor and feel like shit for a couple of hours. Sometimes I'd, I'd have enough energy to lay on the lounge and just watch TV and zone out. Uh... I feel sorry for my wife at the time. I was not a an enjoyable person to be around. It was boring. I just I was a waste of space, really. I, I made money. Uh, I had some fun with some friends occasionally, but uh, I was I was nothing of the man I am today because I was in pain all the time. Partway through this, I. Uh, I developed a lot of anger and a lot of hatred uh, against the universe, against God. Uh, I was just angry. Uh, I was also very, very angry at, at Charlie Teo because he told me how easy this operation would be, and it was not. Now, I'm a therapist. I understand. You, you can't always get successes, and what might seem really easy, sometimes shit just happens. But I was angry at him. Uh, I, I have in, extended an invitation for him to come on the show. Uh, and I would have loved to have had him as one of the first guests. But he, he's been through some other things with the press at the moment. So he's, he's having some time off from press. But he is on my wish list to have on here. Because I'm no longer angry with him. At him. I understand. Uh, I know he tried his best. He did his thing. It didn't work. And I was angry because my life was hell for close to 10 years but that hell led me to where i am today where i'm happy where i'm joyful where i'm living a life with purpose and helping others in their lives but so i was at this point where i just hated on everything did nothing so by the time my birthday comes around when it had marked the the next day being nine years It's my 33rd birthday. I had a party and I made a declaration to myself. I'm not going to just put up with this. This is my year. This year I am I'm going to make a dent in this. I'm going to I'm going to find a way to to be able to get something out of life again. Now I did not expect I would find a cure. But I did. 
So the first thing I did uh, was a pain psychologist. Didn't get anywhere. Uh, but I'd done some reading and I'd, I'd seen about meditation. Now, I'd lied to myself and I'd told myself that I'd meditated before and it just didn't work for me. But I'd listened to guided meditations. That was my meditation. That was as much as I'd done of meditation. Now, guided meditations, that don't work for everybody. And those that do, <clears throat> they've got to speak your language. The language of my imagination is not visual. And the guided meditations I'd tried out earlier on were visual. They were like, see this. Experience this vision. See, imagine yourself doing this. And they were using very visual words. Now I can close my eyes and I can imagine all I like. I cannot see anything unless I get to a really, really deep level. And that's still today with a lot of meditation practice. I'm not a visual person, but I am kinesthetic. I am auditory. I do have other ways of imagining. So now, if I listen to a guided thing, I'll listen to something based on that. More often than not, though, I'm going to do a mindfulness or a single-pointed or a zero-point fixation meditation. But so I tried it. Discounted it because... They weren't right for me. But that was the first thing I tried again in a in an alternative allied therapist sort of approach to the solution I had. Now, I tried a couple of other things. And I did say, no matter how weird it was, I'd do it. I made that declaration myself. So I came across... Uh, flotation tanks. There's a little YouTube clip from Joe Rogan where he's talking about float tanks. And I was like, oh, I remember that. I've seen uh, a Simpsons episode. Had that in it. I'd seen that old movie, Altered States. Uh, and I'm not sure if that I was, there was some TV show. I can't even remember the name. Who knows? Uh, but I've heard of them. And it sounded interesting, it sounded fun. I was like, well, that's a curious, different way of meditating. I'm going to give it a crack. So I did. Uh, I didn't get around to this till about December. I think. I think it was the beginning of December I tried it out. So I tried that out. Uh, and it helped. It didn't solve my problems, but it, it certainly helped help make things a little bit more manageable uh, and help me to start to understand meditation. There was something to it. So one of the episodes that's coming up is with Jason Wallace, the guy who owns the float center where I went, where he talks about flotation tanks and meditations. You're going to enjoy that one. We actually just recorded this morning. It was great. Um, so I tried that out. went well. It sparked off a little bit of hope in me that there might be something out there. There might be something I could do. And somebody mentions, actually the the mention of Reiki had actually come up just before, it was in July. Uh, and at the time I said, I'll try it. The guy who told me about it's girlfriend wasn't there. So they couldn't do it. And I had the intention of following through on that, but I don't really have the intention of following through on that. But sometime around December when I started floating again, when I started floating, not again, just started floating, uh, I met somebody who did Reiki. And I was like, I've been told I need to do this. Let's give that a crack. And this person was Leander Fraser, who is also somebody in the first 10 episodes that recorded. Uh, she's not really talking about energy healing much because her main specialties are tarot and astrology. So she'll be talking about those. But I had this healing off her. And I remember laying there 
on her massage table in the middle of this big room. And she didn't touch me. And you can do Reiki, hands on or hands off, but hers was completely hands off. It wasn't even close to me. And I remember lying there on this table thinking, what a rot. This woman is having a go at me for sure. She's sitting in the corner. She's reading a book or she's playing with them goddamn tarot cards. I bet. I bet you this is a freaking joke. I was imagining pulling money out of my wallet and sitting on a fire. But for the past 10 years at this point, I was hyper aware of everything going on in my head. The sensations, the feelings. Because I had pain there all the time. I, was, I could notice anything and everything within my headspace of a physical sense. And I felt something move. So I was laying there, having a moment before, been thinking, what a joke. All of a sudden, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a pull. Something out of the side of my head. I didn't think that could happen. But something was happening. And she was pulling energy out of the side of my head. And I could feel it. So I was curious. Still didn't know how well this thing was working. So I paid her money. Went home. I slept a little bit better that night than normal. And this time I was sitting, I think, around a five, six on the paint scale for pretty much a month. And and I dropped to just below a four. Just below a five, I mean. To like a four and a half, roughly, I think it was, from my memory. I was like, yeah. I don't know whether it was that Reiki or the fact that I had a good night's sleep. But either way, something happen so away I go I send her a message I'll book in next Thursday I'll see you there so I go back and went a few times so probably three or four times um, I didn't drop below or three on the paint scale but I, know, I could notice a little bit of difference each time and I was maintaining this a little bit more I, could, I was popping back up but not not near as much and so here I am, I've floated a few times, done Reiki a few times. Thursday night, I have a dream I'm doing Reiki. I've had my eyes closed the whole time she's been doing it, so I've got no idea what Reiki looks like. But I'm apparently doing it. I remember this, I'll come back to this one. But then, the Friday night... Actually, no, scratch that. The dream was Wednesday night. This is Thursday night. Thursday night, I'm Googling very late. This is like midnight. Meditation class, Newcastle, this Saturday. There's no meditation classes to come up. Nothing about meditation in Newcastle comes up. Now, it doesn't matter if you add in this weekend or this Saturday or whatever. Regardless, people like myself, Buddha Center, and other random meditation facilitators are going to come up when you type in meditation in Newcastle. It'll just put a line through there this Sunday. Nothing like that come up. Things about the UK came up, but not about meditation. But the top thing was a Reiki class. This Saturday. It wasn't in Newcastle, but it was on a farm 40 minutes away. So I sent a message. Got a spot for me. Friday night. 9.30, 10 o'clock. They respond to that email. Yes, they do have a spot. Um, so I sign up. I go inside. Tell my wife. She, uh, she's like, well, whatever. Hope it helps. So I go. 
guy with a little beard. Gives me a hug as soon as I go in. And I think, oh, get your hands off me, hippie. Uh, <laughs> now I'm the weird hippie guy that hugs people when they uh, they walk into a place. But he goes through stuff. He gives me a Reiki attunement. And from that moment, I could feel this buzz in my hands. Now, I'd, I studied theology. I grew up in a church. I'd heard about the Holy Spirit and I'd heard people talk in tongues and heard that you could heal with the Holy Spirit and things like that. But it was never personal. I never had anything to get it. But the second I could feel this, I realized there was something extra. There was something else to this world. That, that time years ago where I'd swore off God swearing that if you exist, you hate us. Or you just don't care to stuff you. But now I've got this feeling in my hands. I'm like, maybe, maybe there's something extra. And so I go away. And I do some practice. Now, I'd only done this course, this Reiki class, to, to top myself up in between the sessions with Leander. I didn't expect a great result. I'm not a Reiki master. For my words. So I was just, just going to top up in between seeing her. So I go home, and they've told me I need to practice for three weeks. As much as I can on myself and on others. I'm like, I wasn't going to tell anybody. I guess I need to now. So I go on Facebook. I tell people, I've learned this new thing. I'd love some help. Who wants to be a volunteer? And so every second day, I gave Reiki to somebody else. I was giving to myself all the time as well. Uh, practicing mainly just playing with this energy ball. Within a week and a half. Boom. No more migraine. Now, I don't know if it happened three days later. Or if it happened ten days later. I just noticed about a week and a half in, holy shit, I don't have a headache. I don't have a migraine. And it didn't come back. It was gone. Now, I didn't spend ages healing my head, pulling energy out. That stuff didn't happen. I was just feeling this ball and working on people. But the energy is coming through and out. And it healed it. Now, now this has my attention. Now this feeling in between my hands has my full attention. The biggest struggle I'd had for the last nine and a half years has just gone. From little to no effort. So... I've gone nine and a half years with this migraine, 24-7, pounding away. All of a sudden, within a week and a half of learning Reiki, that's not there. And in that week and a half, this feeling between my hands is growing stronger and stronger. And I can feel more and more of this magnetic pulse. Between my hands. So it has my full attention. I'm interested. I'm using it more and more each and every day to see how I can expand it. See what else. What else could happen with it. I, uh, I sign up for Reiki 2 to 
go a little bit deeper to learn how to do distance healing and learn more about the chakras. And so I start exploring more and things get stronger and stronger with the feeling of this energy. And I start sensing more and more things that I didn't know were possible of feeling things outside of my body. So my life started to get a little strange. Uh, life changed a lot in that next in the next six months. Uh, actually, maybe a little bit more. Maybe the next nine months. Next nine months, my life changed a lot. I I um. I built this connection up with the energy. I was living pain-free. I, uh, my marriage ended. I moved house. I ended up leaving the job I was in and started to go for a part-time job because I'd started doing Reiki on the side as a little bit here and there, giving healings to people. I had some quite miraculous things happen with healings that, uh, again, I didn't think were possible, but they were happening. So I was, I was getting more and more involved in what what extra I could offer people. Of, of there, there's something I'm, I'm able to do. I've been able to free myself from pain. I've been able to free others from pain. And I was starting to understand the emotional abilities of energy healing at this time as well. So I wanted to give more and more and do more and more with this. It was way more fulfilling than the, the management job I, I had. So I start delving more and more and more down this path. I eventually then start to study hypnosis. Uh, I, I trained the Australian Academy of Hypnosis with Rick Collingwood, who, who's, who I'm going to be having on the show in a couple of months' time. I go to Melbourne next. Uh, and interestingly, while I was doing Reiki, a lot of people were going into trance. Now, I didn't understand what this was, how this was happening, what it was all about, anything like that. So I, uh, I started to learn hypnosis to work out what to do with it. Rick, luckily was at the time the only person in Australia who was teaching mesmerism. And straight away I'm like, hmm, this is very, very, very similar to what I've been doing. And uh, and so I learned a fair bit there of how to, to adapt that and to understand this mesmerism, animal magnetism thing, and hypnosis. Uh, most of this was just teaching people how to, to get into trance and some, some script-based stuff. Uh, a lot of reading, so I did a lot of reading. I read a lot of old books as well. Also did some therapy courses to try and work out what to do with this sort of stuff. Uh, and I picked up this skill quite well. I enjoyed it. Then I meet Bob Burns, who was also on this show. He invented something called the Swan. Or maybe he didn't invent it. It came to him. So this swan is a way of talking with the subconscious while it's awake. So a lot of you listening to this might know of the swan because maybe you found me from the book I've got on Amazon about the swan. Regardless, it is an amazingly uh, unique and powerful therapy tool. So I can have a discussion with this process now. To have a discussion with this different part of somebody's subconscious mind while they're fully awake. While they're fully aware of everything that's going on. The main, the main time I got to know this process was a couple of weeks I spent in Melbourne where I just learnt this at home. I practiced on a couple of friends. I was curious about it. So I'm in Melbourne. I've got a bunch of people around who I don't know, getting numb. Put your hand up like this. And I I do it. I just put it out there. I go for it. Every chance I've got, I swan somebody. 
by the end of that couple of weeks, I had swanned a couple hundred people. I was full on with it. I was doing a lot of swanning. I was starting to understand how diverse the subconscious is. With a lot of people, it's like you've got four or five different people in your head and understood parts therapy and the different approaches that are there with that and how how intelligent and powerful the subconscious is in the background that it really showed me what is there within our personal consciousness. And this expanded more and more and more and more over the time of me working with my therapy rooms and the clients I've seen and the changes I was getting, drastic changes in very, very short times. So my hypnosis side of things started to develop more and more, always still interacting with the energy and mixing it with that. Uh, and so actually before then, I, I, I'd done Reiki to the Reiki master level Things expanded quite a lot more again. And I'm, I'm living in the energy every day. I'm feeling around me all the time. More and more things are happening. More and more things are making me question what I thought consciousness was. And my life was getting more and more enjoyable. Things were going my way for once rather than the near decade of constant agonizing pain now I'm having fun now I'm feeling great now I've got energy vitality again so soon after part time job disappears full time therapy Reiki uh, expanded into other things like access bars Chronic healing, different other energy healing things that are just from random energy healing books and my own practice and my own exploration. Uh, I've got another energy healing process that I've been developing myself. I've been working on for a few years <laughs> and mesmerism, magnetism, hypnosis, the swan, counseling, all these different therapy tools that I'm blending mixing together and starting to understand the best ways to develop change for my clients. And I started to meet some other fantastic hypnotherapists like Felix Economakis, who really helped me through a personal problem I had. I was suffering with a thing called selective eating disorder. Pretty much my whole life, I only ate meat. With some bread, no veg, no greens, no fruit, None of that stuff. Very, very unhealthy. Uh, and I couldn't understand what it was. And when I was doing the hypnosis stuff to begin with, I was trying to make it so I enjoyed foods. I found out that that wasn't, wasn't the issue. It wasn't the enjoyable thing. It was a phobia. And that's what made it click with Felix. As he, he helped show me it was a phobia and helped me to drop that phobia. Uh, Felix, again, has said yes to come on the show. So he's going to be on in a couple of months' time when, when we can find the time to sit down together to do that. I'm really looking forward to, to sharing his knowledge with you and having that conversation. Then it just kept growing and changing. And I met a Simpson who does the Simpson Protocol, who was the first person I actually sat down with to do the show because I had her out here in Australia to teach her process. And I got to meet a lot of different interesting therapists. So one of the ones that came into the, the center that, that I operate from was Rowan O'Reilly. That guy, he's on here as well in a few episodes time. He does a thing with virtual reality to trick the subconscious into to healing using computer games in the virtual reality headset things. It's, it's amazing. It's great. I'm getting sidetracked anyway talking about the guests because they are incredibly important. Uh, but this one. This is, this is me introducing myself to you. So more and more, I'm developing my therapy tools. I'm creating change for people. More and more, my practice starts to change into to dealing with anxieties and breaking freedom from that nagging 
voice inside people's head that's just causing them absolute pain and suffering. Still dealing a lot with the energy. Running regular meditations. Doing all sorts of things to, to build a community. And to have people be able to find some new friends. As well as get therapy. As well as understand energy. As well as learn a lot of self-healing tools. I run classes constantly on Reiki. I run them once a month. Because I want to build people up to have this self-healing tool. That saved my life. I want everybody else to have that. So monthly I've got these classes on. I teach hypnosis as well. I used to do them as intensive five-day things. Now I split it up and just do a six-month class and guide the people through it to a deeper level. Occasionally I'll teach meditation. I've taught meditation to the New South Wales Police Force. Uh, to a, I donate my time quite often to... Women's shelters and disability support places to teach either the participants or the the help, the support workers, healing or meditation, sometimes both. But I do a lot of my time is spent teaching and sharing my knowledge and my gifts with others. It's been on my mind for quite a while. To share in a way that I learn a lot. And one of the big ways I learn is from listening to podcasts. Occasionally watching videos. So I thought I'd put it out there. I'd create my podcast. I'm putting videos there as well. As a way of sharing not just my information. Not just the knowledge I've found and my experiences. But to connect you with the people who've influenced me connect you with the people who I've been inspired by who I've seen do something amazing and get that knowledge out there so that others can benefit from it so that others can learn so that others can enjoy these conversations so that's who I am that's why I'm here I've already mentioned a bunch of the first guests Jason, Leander, Bob and there's I've got a great one I did with Cameron Oates, uh, a coach in Melbourne who has a non-for-profit called You're Alright Mate about men's mental health and suicide prevention. That was a great discussion about goal setting and his, his, his You're Alright Mate process uh, to, to help spread the word of that. I spoke with Justin Trance who is a stage hypnotist. Uh, he also works a lot with sports people on building sports teams up. He had a show on Playboy. It was, a f- it was more of a talk about the fun side of hypnosis and getting that maximum potential out of your clients. So that's a great one there for the therapists out there or the people that love a bit of uh, enjoyable stage sort of stuff. I spoke with Oscar D'Souza, who I've known for quite a while. He runs a a practice out of the Spirit Energy Center in Gosford. I recently had him at my center to run an empath therapist course. So he's taught these people ways to use the power of an empath that's normally a problem for most people as a way of not just suffering what other people are dealing with, but to use that to connect in with them to heal some of that and let them go or to understand what's going on through each of the chakras as you're connecting in with different people and about how the the human spirit sits in our body through our chakras. And it's a very interesting chat. I'm sure you will enjoy checking that one out. Already mentioned Rowan. Uh, David Lyon was another guest I had on. He's more into street magic, street hypnosis. That's how I came to, to find out about him. But he changed it up and started to understand that, that real magic, the energetic side of life through watching a healing from a girlfriend he had at the time and started exploring the world of energy healing and spirituality and has grown into to 
a completely different practice while still maintaining that entertainer side of things. But that was a really inspiring chat. I've really had fun talking with these people about the gifts they've got to offer. And I've got some very interesting ones coming up who've already agreed to talk with me. And I've got I've got a big wish list of some amazing guests who I'd love to have on. I've got no idea if they're going to say yes or not. You might be hearing from me to ask you on the show, but I'm hoping maybe some of these people will even come forward to me. Maybe you might have some fantastic story of a great change that's happened in your life. Maybe you're an authority on a subject of healing or consciousness that we can have a chat and work out a way to spread the message of what it is that's happened in your life or what you do. But here I am. I'm creating this so that I can inspire other people like myself all those years ago when I needed it. All the hunting and gathering I've done, reading hundreds of books, going to a bunch of different classes, talking people's ears off, listening to the words that come out of my mentors' mouths, gathering knowledge has inspired me. It's inspired me to go out there and do stuff. So part of the inspiration is going out there to give you this. And I want to inspire you guys to get the most out of your life. And I hope that's going to happen. And if I don't do it, I've got a big list of people here who I know will. And I'm going to talk to them. And hopefully you're going to listen. And hopefully you get something out of it. So this is for therapists. This is for people who are interested in consciousness. People who are interested in healing. This is for hypnotherapists, energy healers, meditators, people who are just interested in that magic of the universe, of what makes us tick, of what makes us who we are. I want to share that. I want to help you make the most of this precious time we have in this vessel, this human body, you're sitting in right there now. You struck it lucky. If you're listening to this, you've struck it even more lucky because you're not in some third world desperately trying to scavenge for for food and life's basic principles. You obviously can afford internet, a phone or a computer, You're already in an amazing position to have a great life. Maybe you've been through trauma. Maybe you've been through pain. Maybe you've had a real shitty thing happen in your life, like I did. With that migraine for close to a decade, 24-7. But there's hope out there. There's a way you can grab your life back. Now, I might not know what it is. Maybe one of my guests will. But maybe none of us do. But that starts the snowball rolling down the hill. The turns into an avalanche of your healing. Maybe this is the start of an amazing journey for you. So I'd love for you to subscribe. On whatever podcast it is you're listening to, or YouTube, or Facebook, or whatever avenue you found this, I'd love for you to subscribe, give it a chance, have a listen. I'm going to throw these first 10 out in, in pretty much random order of, of who who was delivered when, because I've, I've changed and evolved along the way, so some of them are going to be better than others of my participation in it. And I've seen that growth over over just nine interviews. So I know that's going to change into the future as well. 
So I ask for your your blessing to, to bear with me as I, I find my pace, my ground, and my voice. And I encourage encourage you to reach out with uh with your feedback, positive or negative, so that I can I can fine tune what this is of what I do. But I encourage you to stick with me on this journey. To see what you can get out of it. To give it a good effort of trying. And if you enjoy it, please share it with others. I'm doing this for you guys to get the most out of your life. Now, so far I've found out it has been a little bit of a costly journey uh, of both time and money. It's took a lot more time than I expected. I was like, ah, an hour a week, I can do that easy. It's taken a lot more than an hour a week. And equipment and hosting fees have cost more than uh, nothing. (laughs) So I do have a Patreon site. You can gift if you'd like. Definitely don't feel you need to. Uh, I also do have a clinic. If you're in the Newcastle area, feel free to give me a call, send me an email, whatever to book in for a session. If you're not local, I also do sessions over Skype or Zoom or whatever sort of video platform it is, is your choice. So I'm open to that too. If you just want to have a chat and are curious about some of the things on this, please, you can send me an email, find me on Facebook, send me a message, whatever you like. Uh, I'd love to engage. So thank you so much for your time. We're checking out this first episode. I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to to seeing you like and share this around. Let's see where this journey takes us. Thank you for your time. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and perhaps learned something new. If you did, I'd love for you to subscribe or drop a review on whatever favorite podcast you have or if you've been enjoying the video versions on YouTube or Facebook, do it there. If something really did click home for you with this episode, perhaps it could benefit one of your friends or family. If so, it'd really help if you shared this on your social medias. Until next time, you've been listening to Akasha Talks with Lance Baker.